What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Lily Rocklin over Zoom video. Lily was born and raised in France, and she talks about how she got into music. Her dad is a ripping guitar player, and uh, she got into music at an early age, joined a band at 15, ended up doing some cover songs with another band a little later in high school. At 20, she moved to the United States, moved to Cleveland. She had some family there, lived in Cleveland, started her songwriting in Cleveland, eventually moved to New York City, and that's where she's at now. We hear about uh, her whole journey in music, translating songs from English into French and French into English. We learn about her most recent album, Be Inspired, and all about her latest song she just released. It's called Child Free, which is all about the child-free movement. It's not about freeing children. It's about living without a child, a woman without a child. And she's got 50 different women part of the movement on the album cover. She tells us all about it. You can watch the interview with Lily on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We would absolutely love it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would mean so much to us and give us a follow there as well. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Lily Rocklin. This uh, podcast is about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about, uh, obviously, Child Free, the new uh, record you put out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, where were you born and raised? I uh, was born in the south of France, so oh. originally from France. I was born in Toulon, uh, which is a city near um, Nice. It's between Nice and Marseille. So it's what you guys call the French Riviera. It's actually like Côte d'Azur. Okay. What was it like growing up there? I don't, I'm so untraveled, it's pathetic. Uh, so I'm curious to learn about it. Well, it's absolutely beautiful. Like the weather is like San Diego. I know, I know. Oh, you. that's where I'm from, San Diego. Yeah. Okay. I know you are. So yeah, I think you would probably like it there. Uh, the weather is very similar and uh, it's beautiful. The The Mediterranean Sea is just gorgeous and it's warm all year long, uh, pretty much. So <laughs> we, we had bad snow here in New York, so <laughs> I really see oh, yeah. them right now. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's absolutely nice. And um, my city is not a very big city. So it's not too, too crowded. I mean, that more crowded, you know, recently. But yeah, I, I recommend it for any, anybody's vacation. Awesome. Awesome. When did you come to New York? So I moved to the U.S. in 2004. And I first ended up in uh, Cleveland because I had relatives there. And I did some music there. And then I moved to New York City in 2007. 2007 okay, so you've been there for a while. Yes, definitely. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> you went to Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's um, where I have family in Cleveland. My dad's whole side of the family lives. Actually, my mom and dad were both from there originally, um, but my dad's family stayed. <laughs> what a change from it sounds from San Diego weather to Cleveland. Absolutely. That must have been like, where the hell am I? It's you know yeah. they call it the mistake by the lake, right? Yeah, I know, but you know what? It's got great music, great people, and oh, sure. I had a good time there. I was there only a few years ago, about four years, and it gave me enough time to learn more about songwriting. I had bands as soon as I, you know, arrived there, and uh, 
and then moved to New York City to be a singer-songwriter. Okay. Uh, well, let's go back real quick. I just thought that was interesting yeah. that you went to Cleveland of all places. Uh, but so growing up in France, where, where you did in, in France, how did you get into music? Do you have music in your family at all? Yeah, so um, my father plays the guitar, and he um, he did play in what you'd say like festival bands and wedding bands. So he was playing mostly covers, but like, he can play everything, even like tango and, <laughs> oh, wow. and all that. Yeah, he can play every style of music. So he's a guitarist and lead guitarist. Uh, I'd say at the level of like Santana, like he can play Santana type of guitar solos. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, um, but I, you know, I didn't do music with him, you know, but definitely an influence and, uh, but he stopped, uh, early to like, do all this, you know, take care of his family and all that. And, mm-hmm. um, but I do remember, uh, going to some of his shows when, when I was very little with my mom and, um, but yeah, I first actually, I first started by writing poems and first in French and then in English, even though my English was very bad at like nine, nine or 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you know, then I had my first band. So I started singing, it kind of came naturally. I was just, you know, we just sing along with like Madonna and, you know, pop artists or, you know, other artists like that. And I liked ABBA a lot as my mom was listening to them a lot. And they were, they actually came back in, I was going to say fashion and trendy in the mm. 90s, ABBA. And so I listened to them and I was uh, singing along with the harmonies of ABBA and that was fun. And um, and so I had a first little band when I was about 15 and with a uh, um, another girl singer, we would just sing together. I think I learned a lot about harmonizing that way. And, um, and then I went into cover bands um, so I guess my first little band, we were already writing songs. So I was writing songs there in English. And Whoa. then, yeah, and then I thought I wanted to explore other people's music. So I went into uh, cover bands. So I had two cover bands and we were like playing things like Sheryl Crow and Sixpence None the Richer, you know, and all this like pop rock stuff. And, uh, yeah, and then I uh, I moved to the U.S. I had the opportunity to move to the U.S. Uh, thanks to having relatives and some friends near Cleveland. And to me, it really didn't matter. Um, I had a, I had already been to Cincinnati mm-hmm. because of my relatives. And to me, it didn't really matter where I would end up first. And I was just so young. I was at 20. And, um, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's just the United States, wherever I go. And the music culture is very powerful here. Uh, like, you know, France is more about food and fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But uh, the U.S., I know for you, I, you might be taking it for granted, I'd say. But like, there's <laughs> such a strong music culture here. I don't know if you're really aware of it. When you go to other countries, you might see the difference. And um, Is it so, just yeah. that the, the music from the United States, like, like you're, I mean, you're naming bands like, like Ava and stuff like that. Like, is it because in Sheryl Crow... Is she from? No, yeah, she's from here. She's uh, like, yeah, so a lot of them, I was thinking Alanis Morissette, but she's from Canada, but I guess it's similar. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, not too similar, but uh, is it just because the, like, the English-speaking uh, pop songs are just big kind of all over? Or was, were those big songs? It sounds like there are big songs in France. 
like oh, the. Oh, you mean as far as the American music culture? Yeah, as far as American See? music culture goes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I think not that I've analyzed it, but you know, since I've lived here for so many years, I, I think it comes from um, how you're taught music in school. You're mm. taught music very young, and I think I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like genetics, but you you just very. Um, uh, I think Americans are very uh, like I don't know anybody that doesn't play an instrument that's American. <laughs> you know, um, there's, there's a lot like, of them, but yeah, are, I see what you're but, saying. You know, uh, versus the French, it's it's just different. And yeah, of course, you know, American music, you know, is not all over the world and things like this. But uh, um, I see it more as in the country, like when you're here versus when you live in France. Like how oh. much people support music Got and it. how much. Uh, how much people uh, uh, are excited about live music and mm -hmm. and versus France, it might be more like, you know, food and restaurants. And gotcha. uh, I find Americans are very creative. I mean, of course, songwriting in the UK as well. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, me as coming from France, that's how I saw it. I was, I was just very attracted to the to the US, not just for the music culture, but, you know, so that, you know, the uh, beautiful national parts and just, you know, all, you know, the whole like landscapes and uh, cities of it. And um, so, yeah, I hope that that helps. Uh, no, sure, sure. So <laughs> did, was there, did you go to shows a lot or did you catch live music a whole lot in, when you were living in France or not so much? It's not much. Mm -mm. And uh, South of France is very touristic. I guess, you know, when you go to Paris, of course, there's more. There's a lot more arts in Paris. Mm -hmm. But um, it's kind of far from my area, but it's still different. Uh, it's okay. not, you know, it's probably a personal thing. I just like American music culture. There you go. Got it. And, um, you know, I, I know American, uh, I know some Americans that say, oh, that they love French jazz, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, sure. So, um, yeah, but definitely live music, uh, open mics. It's, it's, yeah, it's everywhere, any state, any town you'll find uh, a place to go here, an open mic, even if it's a tiny town, which is really impressive for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I, I completely agree. There's always a spot like a coffee shop or a bar or venue or whatever. There's a lot. Of, and almost every town, there's somewhere you could go to see somebody performing. And, right? and for you to play too, you know, mm -hmm. you have, uh, there's so many uh, places, whether it's small, you know, big, you know, where you have the opportunity to play and where people welcome it. And uh, that's that's pretty awesome to me. Mm -hmm. When what did you just come here? Like what drove you to the states? Aside from is it because you were so fascinated by it and you wanted to do music here? Is that yeah, what really took so, you out here? Yeah, you know, I started to get kind of obsessed by uh, the U.S. when I was around twelve or thirteen. Um, I had like a giant book um, about the United States as far as the cities and the geography and, you know, uh, that sort of thing. And I was like, wow, it's so beautiful and vast and 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 big and spacious. Everything's mm -hmm. big here, you know? And, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was just really attracted to that. And it, it was just like my American dream. I guess I built my own American dream. And so, yeah, I just started to get obsessed by it and... You know, later when, you know, I had the opportunity, I was like, okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the U.S. Like, I'm going to go, you know, to live there. And mm -hmm. that's that's what it was. I was very young when I thought that. You know, I was at 14. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And um, and so, you know, then, you know, I met some friends and, you know, so just details 
type of thing and then it just happens and so yeah I was just attracted and it, it's like a calling and um it takes a lot you know to uh to listen to your calling mm-hmm. uh, so sometimes you know people have they have a calling but then uh they might just ignore it and it's oh I don't you know I can't do that you know <laughs> and uh it yeah it's it's very important for and I always try to encourage other people to listen to their dreams and listen to uh to to what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. Like mm-hmm. getting out here though, you came and you wanted to be a songwriter. It sounds like you didn't come yes. here to go to college to do something, yeah. anything else. And you know, I wanted to write um, songs in English. And that's the thing is that in France, I would get criticized because I was not writing songs in French. And I wanted Oh, to really? So people didn't mm-hmm. like the fact that you're writing songs in English? No, because if you're French, oh, there's so much English music, so much, especially from the UK, right? Uh, mm-hmm. right, right next door. And said, oh, there's so much, you know, uh, uh, English uh, music and American music. Why don't you write in French? I was mm-hmm. always asked that. But why don't you write in French? And it's, the funny thing is that, you know, once I moved to the US, then I had the same question. Hey, it'd be cool if you'd write a song in French. And that was really cute from, uh, you know, <laughs> some of my first bands. Even now they want to hear, but it's not in the same way. It's, it's, it's cute. So mm-hmm. I do it, but I don't, have, I don't feel the same pressure and negativity about, oh, why don't you write in French? So it's different here. Sure. <laughs> do you have to translate? Like when you first started writing in English, was it like, okay, I'm going to come up with the lyrics in French and then kind of translate it and see if it makes sense? Like, how do you juggle that? Or did you know enough to be like, okay, I'm going to write this whole thing in English? Yeah, that's interesting. I actually wrote directly in English when I was a teenager. And um, I actually was pretty uh, good in English. I was doing an English class. I was was watching a lot of American movies and things like this. So I would just write the lyrics in English because of hearing um, songs that had English lyrics. So, you know, I had like uh, a way of like kind of knowing how the words would flow. Right. That's where I was going because it's like the cadence and the way that the words are going to flow together is a totally different. That's a very interesting. In two different uh, languages, right? Yes. It's a very interesting question. Um, My very first album with my first American band that was uh, in Cleveland. Um, So I wrote with them. It was my first co-writing with American musicians. And so I wrote, you know, fresh lyrics. And so I must say, at at first, they were not as flowing with the language. Mm -hmm. But um, so I got better at it. You know, the more I would write, the more it come uh, more like, like you would hear an American song. And now people tell me that when they hear me sing, uh, they don't even tell they can't they don't know that i'm french they can't i didn't know at all yeah when when you're talking i'm like wait a minute (laughs) yeah this it's it's the musicality in the two languages so i also write in french and i have some songs that i have in both english and in french like on my album be inspired which is my latest album Mm -hmm. um i have feel good and i have uh si bien and these are the same songs Just one's in French and one's in English. Yes. So I wrote it first in English. And then, so the process of doing what we call a language adaptation, you know, they do that a lot for like Disney movies and things like this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you first, I mean, at at least that's what I do. I first translate it and then 
I'm like, okay, I need to rewrite this because that doesn't sound like how a French song would, would sound. So it's actually mm-hmm. very tricky and you have to, you know, make the words flow in the other language. It's an art, I must say. Oh, yeah. And I would fun. say, <laughs> I would think like metaphors and certain like slang words that you might use in English in your lyrics won't translate over at yeah. all. And then you yeah. would have to like replace the word or try to figure out a different way to say it. Yeah, and then in the same time, you want the meaning to be there if it's the same song, right? <laughs> right, right, right. You can't just change the whole song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it. And sometimes when I sing live, I mix them. So it's kind of funny. I'm like, oops, that was the French line. That <laughs> so it's really funny. <laughs> that is funny. That is really funny. Uh, do you play both versions when you do shows? So I usually do one or the other. Or sometimes okay. I ask the ask the audience, you know, are there any French people in the room? And if somebody says, uh, oui, je parle français, you know, even if it's terrible French, I say, okay, I'll sing it in French. I'll sing that version uh, uh, for you. And it's, yeah, it's always a great interaction with the audience. Very cool. So moving from Cleveland to New York, that must have been a big change. Um, well, not so much because, you know, I'm European and I had, you know, already knew big cities. Oh, that's a good point. Um, but New York is really something. I was just, you know, so moving to New York, what kind of happened a little bit the same way when I moved to the U.S. I had the calling and they, I was obsessed. And I was like, my dad had to there. And so when I moved, I mean, the city has, <clears throat> excuse me, has so much um, energy and it's, it's its own world. I love it. Um, you know, I'm in love with New York City. Um I think really what was different is um, what well, is even more music. And what was really dif- different is that the business, like uh, the music business in New York, this is where I learned the most about music business. I'm talking about, you know, not just, you know, booking shows, but, you know, royalties and uh, uh, mm-hmm. music uh, TV placements and that sort of thing. Uh, so absolutely embraced it uh, going to, you know, networking events, educational events, because, uh, you know, <clears throat> everything is here, you know, the ASCAP is here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, get to go to these events and learn. So I learned a lot and um, I really love the mix of culture in New York City and the music from different uh, uh, cultures and, and countries. It's really unique. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you like fully immerse yourself in learning all about the music industry. Did you go to college yeah. or school for it? Or was it just like all about like researching and figuring out how to do it? I didn't go to college uh, for music. I I learned mostly by reading, you know, music business books or going mm-hmm. to those seminars. There's so many seminars, and I would just go to pretty much any seminar that I would hear of. You know, w- whether it was songwriters seminars with ASCAP or BMI. Um, sometimes some record labels even, you know, would do events and I would just go. And um, Music Publishers Association. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned a lot. And, you know, I'm an independent artist. I'm not signed. You know, I do have a team and I do have some people, you know, that work with me. But um, I felt that, you know, to make sure I would navigate the industry well, I needed to educate myself. And that, you know, that's something that, I tell to any artist that, you know, is indie or that's trying to do as much as they can being independent or if they want to remain independent, you know, you got to know, you got to know the business. And then, you know, when it comes to contracts 
and and things like this and you don't know when you need to delegate like getting an attorney that you know is going to review your paperwork but mm-hmm. um yeah i really like music business and uh and learning i'm actually doing right now i'm doing a an mba uh that was uh, my project for <laughs> during the pandemic starting an mba to learn a lot about uh business in general and that helps for my music business very cool that's a brilliant idea right it goes hand in hand it's like the people that go to college for marketing and they're like oh, i'm going to marketing not for my band it's like well it's kind of the same thing you gotta know how to market your band and sell cds or records or whatever mm-hmm. um and same with music or the end of business you have to know how to do mm-hmm. right obviously um well let's hear about your new song it's called child free yes <laughs> it's about what not having being child free right as so, a woman yeah exactly so i um I found out about the actual word child free like a few years ago. And I think I read an article on the Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were talking about the child free movement. And I was like, oh, wow, but this is just, that's me. That's awesome. And so I started to listen to podcasts and joined groups, you know, and being a, a member of the child free by choice community. And, and I realized that. Um, there's just so many women that are not as lucky as I am and that they get a lot of pressure from society and their family. I never got pressure from my family because I wasn't raised as, oh, you know, you need to uh, uh, babysit, you need to, you know, you don't have kids as soon as you're, you know, 21 yeah. and, you know, that sort of pressure. Get married, have kids, like, yeah, just yeah, like the typical yeah, my, I didn't situation. Have, exactly. I didn't, I didn't have that, that pressure. And so I realized a lot, a lot of women, they did criticize and they struggle and uh, with that pressure and it's very difficult uh, uh, for them to, to deal with that. So I thought, okay, well, hmm, maybe you should write a song for us, for us child-free mm-hmm. by choice women. <laughs> and let just write a whole song, not just a little, you know, like line or something. So, um, so yes, I wrote the lyrics and I produced the song and it was a whole process for me also because, you know, it's such a personal message and it's never been done. It's the mm-hmm. first child-free song uh, out there where, you know, I'm singing, I don't need a baby to be happy. And then at the end, it's, we don't need babies to be happy. So totally, you know, uh, 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 claiming, you know, our uh, freedom here. And so I thought, oh, how is this, how is this going to be uh, 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 perceived and accepted? So I was nervous, I procrastinated it because I was nervous. That's usually what happens. And uh, and then, you know, I was like, okay, if I don't do it, then who's going to do it? What child-free woman out there is capable of producing a whole song and then putting it out and and everything? So I thought, you know, it was my duty <laughs> to do it. And so, yeah, I did the whole production and finally came out in uh, end of September. Mm-hmm. And um, the reactions have been really interesting. Um so I've been doing a lot of podcasts related to the child free movement, which is really awesome. And and then I was asked by the New York Times to be um, featured with my story and the son in an article they were writing about a woman that, that made that choice too. So th- that was just pretty awesome. Uh-huh, and, that's huge. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I really like PR and... Um, 
throughout my whole career, I've been really uh, uh, working hard at, you know, at keeping in touch with with press uh, writers and things like this. And I like it. I just love PR. And this just just this just like came to me like this. And so I was like, well, well, you know, it pays off, you know, <laughs> you can just do all these interviews and enjoy them. And then at some point you get a, a natural big uh, feature. And so, uh, yeah, I'm really, really uh, grateful. And this was really awesome. And it's yeah, and it's been uh, they distributed the, the article in all over the world. It's in Spanish somewhere and in other languages. And so that's just really cool. Very, very cool. And the song, the cover, like, it's right behind you to yes. the, your, my right, your left. Yes. Uh, that's 55 women who are all happy child-free women. Is that correct? Yes. And, and how do you get in touch with these women and them being and then ask them say hey can you send me a, a headshot for my record cover yeah that's a great question and you know um when i was close to finish the production i was i was wondering what am i going to put on the cover art like just my face and hi i'm child free hello nice to meet you you know and i was like that's hmm. a little bit you know not as meaningful so i thought well since the sound is for all of us how about you know i try to have as many uh Charlie by trust women on the cover and that would you know and that the I would want them to look happy. So I, you know, with all the forums and all that, you know, I posted some some some, you know, some posts and stuff and I said, Hey, you know, uh anybody want to join the project and they were just so excited to be uh in it and uh to be supporting it because I told them, Hey, I don't even know, like I don't think that really is a song if I don't have other women with me on the cover mm -hmm. art because I'm not the feel artwork. And it's, you know, uh, even though, you know, in in my life, I haven't been criticized by my close family. I know how, you know, I still get mean, nasty comments throughout my life about, you know, not wanting to have children. And so it was, I felt that, that by having them with me, I feel stronger about the message. So thanks. Yeah, for it's definitely more powerful, right? To have a community of people behind you. Have you gotten any like lashback on the record at all? Like from people going like, oh, like, I don't, I mean, I can't think of anything mean to say, like, I don't know. Yeah. Just because it's kind of, a, it's, a, it's a topic nobody's really tackled yet as far as a song yeah, goes. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's a really interesting question. So, you know, I got, I did get some neutral reactions, you know, like you, I know you have kids and, you know, you're like, yeah, okay, you know, you do whatever, you can have kids, you don't, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's how it should be, you know, other people shouldn't care whatever we do uh, with our lives. Um, then I got, of course, great positive comments. And I got actually some um, women that I didn't know that were child-free by choice, you know, whether it was acquaintances or even some of my fans that contacted me and said, hey, this is awesome. Uh, I'm child-free by choice too. So, you know, it opens up a conversation mm -hmm. and it helps normalizing the topic. And uh, so this is just, this is always awesome when I hear this. And then of course there's the nasty comments. So I did have some, um, it was some women that are mothers, right? That have kids that felt like they had to justify to me why they have children. And I said, well, you know, you're a great mother and uh, this is great. I mean, the song is not about telling women that they should not have children. Mm -hmm. The song is about saying that 
we chose to not have children and that we're happy with our children. But people cannot compute that a, that a woman can say, I am happy without having children because the society sees women that, that, that it's a need for them to be pregnant and give birth. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, so I got some of these uh, uh, women that are mothers, you know, that they had to justify. So those just, you know, was, okay, yeah, you know. <laughs> so right. To explain, but um, then, you know, they can do whatever they want. You know, the, the sun is here. If it bothers them, they can just not play it. And <laughs> right. And it, you're, like you said, you're not telling people not to have kids. You're just stating, like, I don't want them and that's my choice, right? Yeah. I mean, for somebody that has, I have two kids. I wouldn't come out and tell you like, oh, well, you should have them. Like, that's your decision. I'm not the one that has to raise them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's a lot of work. Like, I'm not gonna lie. So the fact that no one, yeah, I just don't think anyone should be telling you or anyone else what they should be doing with their life. Like, why are you going out of your way to critique what I'm doing? Like, how is that affecting you at all? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not sure where these these come from. And then you know, of course, on in the on the internet and on the YouTube video, I've I've seen some really weird nasty comments on there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention them. Some of them are internet trolls to trying to of get course. attention. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes it comes from their religious background. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to just a uh, lot lock women that don't want to have kids, you don't want to lock them up and make sure they get pregnant. And then what? what is, you know, it's, uh, you know, handmade stale. I mean, you know. <laughs> so, right, exactly. You know, so yeah. it's just, um, yeah, but this song has been just great. I'm just really happy and proud um, to be a voice for us and, uh, and just, you know, just, you know, share my story. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Well, I appreciate you doing this, Lily. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope that um, people would go check out my music. Uh, my album, Be Inspired, is out there. I have uh, four LPs and I have some singles, including the song Child Free and there's some music videos. And I started, I'm starting to write another EP soon. Oh, but cool. check out Check out my my current uh music and i hope everybody will like it amazing amazing i do have one quick last question i know you touched on it earlier but i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists yeah i think that um education is really important Mm -hmm. um i'd say try to learn as much as you can about the business because uh, it's such a specific field, unless you learn yourself about it, um, anybody can tell you anything about it and you you would not know exactly what it's about. When it's a good deal, especially a good deal or not a good deal. And uh, yeah, make sure that, you know, education, the good thing about education, once you have it, nobody can take it from you. <laughs>